So we're coming from Matthew, the fifth chapter. Uh, the focus verse is the 16th verse. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father. So when they see your good works, they ain't glorifying you. Amen. So if the attention is on you, then we're not bringing glory to God. Amen. Which is in heaven. Uh, Matthew 5, 13 through 16. 28 chapter 16 through 20. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 through 12. Truth about God. God's design for the church is to embody his glory. And the truth for my life, in every aspect of my life, I will demonstrate God's glory. Amen. So uh, the mission of a disciple. So uh, looking up the word disciple, in the Greek, it is mathetes, uh, means a devoted follower, a leader or teacher. Uh, the concept of being a student. Oh, well, we need to wake up the church today because you do realize you are a student. Amen. Everybody in the church is a student of Jesus Christ. You know, of Big G. You know, everybody is still ever learning. Uh-huh. Uh, G, Big G is always giving us a lesson. Come on, somebody. How far you get, how high you get, what idol you got, what you do in the church, how long you've been here. Come on. You always got something to learn from who? Big G. <laughs> uh, uh, come on, somebody. You know, God is an excellent teacher. He'll teach you when you're five. He'll teach you when you're 22. He'll teach you when you're 43. He'll teach you when you're 77. He'll teach you when you're 99. Oh, come on, somebody. God always show you. So just hold on, uh, my brother and sister, uh, because God got something to show you. Uh, in a few days, uh, God got something to show you. <laughs> oh my God. See, we done got so big now, Elder. We done got so deep, you know. Uh, we done got bigger now than being taught. You know, we got it all. We got all the information. We got all the technology. We so fancy now. We think we can outsmart God. Huh? When he was the one that gave us the knowledge with our little peanut brain. He was the one that gave us the information to get the technology and to get all the resources. He is the source. It's big G. <laughs> Come on now. Amen. You ain't never above getting a lesson from big G. Ain't nobody above getting taught. And, and, and that, that, see, that's the problem. See, everybody want to run. Everybody want to run. 
They get a scripture. They get a little, you know, unction. They get a little quickening. And they get a dream. And they get a little vision. They want to run. No, you need to slow down and be taught. Huh? Because it ain't always about what you read. Huh? Everybody can, you know, crack open and read. Kennedy can read. But it's about getting understanding. It's about getting revelation. And unless God uncover, you can't discover. Oh, let me, let me say that on this side. Unless God uncover, you won't discover. You read it all day. But this is what he got to do. He got to uncover it. You, you see... There's a difference between our reading and our study because, see, that's for you. That ain't for Big G. Uh-huh. That's for you. But until he uncover, you won't discover. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Uh-huh. Because it talks about in the scriptures that there are hidden treasures and they have to be revealed you right here uh-huh hidden treasures that have to be revealed you always got a lesson to learn and see this generation of church they so busy and in a hurry think they can you know uh, get God to just spoon feed them everything and they ain't got to search for nothing and they ain't got to dig for nothing and they ain't got to seek God for revelation and they don't have to seek God for an understanding. No, no, no. God ain't just going to be spoon feeding you. Uh-huh. He said, seek me, then you'll find me. But he never did say how much seeking and how long? Uh-huh. Huh? Yeah. You know one thing that we don't realize? Come on, Elder. Not only is this, this I'm coming to buy it. Not only is this book open to you, it's open to every devil too. That's right. So guess what? That's right. You ain't the only one reading this book. The devil reads it too. Absolutely. So anything that he can take in this book to throw a, 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 a Mickey at you, That's he'll right. do it because he's smart too. And very crafty. Very crafty. So don't think you don't want to read the book. The devil reads it too. That's right. Amen. And, and that goes along with folks that you run in contact with now, even today. Yeah. Know plenty of Bible scriptures, but ain't living not one cent worth of it. Know them and don't know what they mean. Know them, don't know what they mean. That's why we always need to be taught. Yep. Amen. Huh? See, that's what the disciples did, is that they followed Jesus. Uh-huh. Yes, they physically followed him, but they paid attention to Jesus and his teaching, his works, and his lifestyle. And they knew that at some point, we need to do as he does. We need to behave and we need to emulate and we need to 
respond just like him. Uh-huh. But it was a process that they had to go through of training. Ah! Training. I see, see. They went through years huh, of training. Y'all get that? I know we're anointed and stuff. I know we got all this churchy stuff going on, you know. And, and everybody told us we were great and wonderful and we were powerful women's and men's of gold. You know, everybody done fluffed our heads up. And, you know, we done got a piece of anointing and we acting silly now. Ah, uh, let me hear to tell you now. I know y'all ain't gonna like first lady today. But there's a process of training. Every disciple, every disciple must train. Mm. Yes, training. You, 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 you need to write that one and, and let it soak in that I've got to go through training with Big G. Mm-hmm. And how do we go through that training, Elder? We go through that training with our leaders. Uh-huh. Sitting under the tutelage of our leaders that God placed us up under. But see, if you're too hard-headed, too stiff-necked, rebellious, you're full of yourself and full of pride because you got a little piece of an anointing and you can't be told nothing and you listening to these monkeys that telling you, oh, you ought to start you a church. Oh, you ought to leave from over there with them folks because you got a big anointing. You done outgrew them. Them folks ain't... Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be real careful now. Uh-huh. Just, you know, and, and it's not to say now, now that the leaders and the pastors are got to train other leaders and other pastors. And I totally get that. You know, that's a part of the ministry is that you train other leaders. That's right. But don't you get out there <laughs> before it's time. <laughs> don't you don't 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 get ahead of now of where Big G, uh huh, tell you to go. Because a lot of folks done got out there headstrong. They again running, huh? Had an itch, and failed. huh? And failed. But if God is endorsing you, honey, He will sustain it. You hear me? Let me let me let me say that again. Whatever God has sanctioned, whatever God has ordained, he will sustain it. Yes, ma'am. So if the ministry is a flop, then apparently God didn't sanction it. They say nothing about being small. Don't have a problem with small, medium, or large. Right. But whatever it is, if God called it, if God ordained it, he will sanction it and he will sustain. Oh, my God. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Here's here, here something else, too. Come on, Elder. Even when the disciples was under the tutoring of Jesus. Yes. They heard the scriptures that he read and quoted. Uh-huh. But they still needed the revelation. They needed a revelation. I can hear you telling me 
scriptures all day long. That's right. But God has got to open up my understanding. And if I'm in a place, a humble place with God, he ain't got no problem with opening up my understanding. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you got folks that can't be told nothing. They think they know everything. Yes, ma'am. They done hopscotched around the town to this church, that church, that church. They've been eating everywhere. And then when it's time for them to get some instruction they and sound eat. doctrine, they can't eat it. They can't eat it. Ain't that what Paul said? I desire to feed you with yeah, me. But you can't oh, eat but you can't bear it. You yeah. can't handle it because you're too sensitive. Uh-huh. Huh? You all over the place. Caught up in your you're pride. Caught up in your pride. Oh. So then that's why we have to resort to constantly giving milk bottles. Yep. Because folk can't handle strong meat. Hmm. Because strong meat get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> it get past your feeling. It get past my feeling. <laughs> strong meat will cut you down at your toe. Ooh, all you can do is holler and say, ouch, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Strong meat exposes uh, our carnality and our flesh. Uh, strong meat. It shows us exactly where, where we, we are. And when you eat, huh? when you read in the scripture, if it ain't cutting you, applying it to somebody else and not yourself. Absolutely. Boy, I tell you, that red meat of God's word, that T-bone steak of God's word, that turkey, that chicken of God's word, that strong meat, that fat back of God's word, oh, them big old neck bones of God's word, that's a part they can't handle. That's the kind of word where they pack up their stuff and leave the church. And then holler about church hurt. No, you in your flush. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You don't want to be instructed. Uh-huh. Been eating too many cereals. Yeah, we eating too much cereal and milk. You know how it is. Uh-huh, two percent milk. Uh-huh. You know, most of them nowadays don't even eat real. You know, they don't drink the real milk, you know, the whole milk. Uh-huh. You know, you know, I like the whole stuff. Give me the whole. <laughs> no, 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 don't give me no percent. And I need a hundred percent word. I don't need nothing watered down. Tell me the truth, preacher. Tell me I gotta live right. I gotta do right by God. I gotta be faithful and dedicated to God. I gotta be sold out to God. I can't mix God with the world and think that God is gonna be pleased. Tell me the truth, preacher. If my ways are not pleasing God, I better repent and get it straight, or I'm gonna knock the bottom out of hell. We satisfied with 99 and a half. 
Tell me when my attitude ain't right. Tell me when I need to walk up right because I'm walking lap-legged. Tell me the truth. Oh, come on here. Oh, we get beside ourselves sometimes. Tell me when I've gotten beside myself and I need to humble myself before the Lord that he will exalt me and do season. Tell me the truth, preacher, that I need to repent of my sins. And it ain't just one time or two times a year. I got to repent every day. Oh, because crookedness is in my right foot. Crookedness is in my left foot. Crookedness is in my left. Crookedness is in my right. It's in my fingertips. Because my flesh is dirty and wicked. Oh, come on. Tell me to get in the spirit. Yes, ma'am. Ma'am, ain't nothing good in your flesh. Ain't no good thing in my flesh. That's right. And we got a doctrine in a gospel now where everything is fluffing the flesh. Fluffing it up. Huh? So, uh, I want to get down to a few points here. I ain't going to be able to hit all of it. The lesson connection. Talked about a witness in the natural courtroom. And then it compared it with the spiritual. You know, the witness got to show up to court. They got to be on time. I don't know if y'all never been in court. I've been in court. You better be there on time. Uh-huh. You better be dressed appropriately. Uh-huh. You don't come to court just dressed and present yourself before the judge any kind of way. Uh-huh. You look about some mercy. Yeah. <laughs> Pray that they judge show you some mercy. And I want the judge to what? Take me serious. Huh? I don't want him to look down on me and be like, I ain't got time for this today. And you can best believe it's a whole lot of courtrooms around the country where Clowns and foot draggers coming into court, not taking it serious with their attitudes, they pants sagging, oh, women got it all hanging out, uh, uh, looking like they just came off the street corner, don't have no reverence, no respect, and they think they're going to walk before the judge, the honorable judge, uh, and he's going to look at them uh, and look past all of that. First and pre- uh huh. Yes, sir. So, how we present ourselves to God? Oh, come on, somebody. God is not intimidated by your sin, but He said, Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find help in the time of need. Oh, but we sit back, think we are. Uh, think we ain't got nothing to get together that we ain't did no harm and that God is pleased and that he done winked our eye and looked over your stuff and he condemning somebody else no 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 it ain't how it work he looking at Y-O-U and M-E and it's up to us to get off our ass yourself and come up to the altar and say, God, here I 
We have lost the art of respect, Elder. I, I, I'm just convinced, Sus Coco. Uh, you know, this generation just lost the art of respect. Because there was a time, Sister Bean, where young people would at least respect their elders. Now, we would say thank you, and uh, we appreciate it, and yes, ma'am, yes, sir, no, ma'am, no, sir. Uh, we would walk in a room, and we would speak, and if we didn't walk in the room and speak, you know, we, we got backhanded. You ain't going to open your mouth and speak? That's what they tell you. You know, it was a respect issue. It was certain things we didn't do in front of elders. You know, we didn't pull out our blunts and cigarettes in front of elders and, you know, drinking our drink, huh, with our elders. Uh, and we watched our mouth, even though we cussed like a sailor, but it was certain stuff we didn't do in front of our elders. Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> oh, you bet not. Uh, but now... They do all of it. Uh-huh. Take the tail. Huh? You know that little dance they doing now? Twerking? They don't mind twerking in front of folk. Huh? Elders and parents sitting right there, and they sitting there twerking. Huh? And you telling me they ain't lost respect? Huh? I'd be too ashamed to show my tail in front of my mom and my daddy and my folk. Huh, sitting there twerking my tail. Huh? No shame. Don't speak. Don't say thank you. Don't yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, sir, yes, none of you don't even hear it. They call the elders a nickname. What the mess? The 
same way, you got to respect God. You don't come to God any kind of way. Because he's big G. Uh -huh. And we respect him like what? Big G. Huh? He ain't no little G-O-D. Huh? He's capital G-O-D. Uh-huh. It's capital J-E-S-U-S. Uh-huh. Because he's all power. He's the almighty. He is creator of the ends of the world. He's wonderful. Capital W. Counselor. Capital C. Mighty God. Capital M. Huh? And demands that respect. And he demands that respect. Uh-huh. So that's why we don't come into the house of God, huh, any kind of way. Because it's his meeting place. It ain't ours, you know. Yeah. I know we got names on deeds and titles and all of that and we do works and all of that. But ultimately, let's, let's remember who it belonged to. It belonged to who? P.G. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Uh-huh. Amen. So we got to respect God. And it just said, like in the courtroom, we got to act and dress a certain way. Uh-huh. Because if we don't, what? Our character will be called into question. Oh, that's a big one right there. Oh, because how you are seen... First, because that's what people see. Uh-huh. They may call our character into question. Now, everybody got their own way of styling. Because we're different, we're unique individuals. Amen. You know, some may wear a full three-piece suit. Some may wear a, a leisure suit. Some may wear a polo and some khaki or what have you. Everybody got their own style. Everybody ain't got to look the same way. Some women may wear dresses. Some may wear two-piece, three-piece suits. You know, some may wear pants, a business suit, business casual. Uh-huh. But... Let's make no mistake about it. If I'm looking like a street walker, you're going to have a hard time talking to me. You see what I'm saying? That, you know, that's what my mama used to, you know, some of this is just what mama and them used to tell you, you know. Can't walk around looking like a huzzy. Yeah, that was her word, like a huzzy. You think folks is going to respect you? They're not. You got everything hanging out for the world to see. Huh? You expect them to be looking at you. Some stuff is just common sense. Huh? You can't let everything hang out and show and think that folks is not going to have some question marks about your character. Huh? Okay, what color you put on, how you put it on, that's your business. You know? And our pastor don't even get into all of the particulars. You know, just be temperate and modest. And that's what we need to be teaching, temperance and moderation. You know, how it looks, but it should not be a distraction 
for worship, number one. And that's what Paul was telling the people. I, Paul, would prefer, basically is what he was saying, that you're not adorn yourself with pearls, braided hair. Why? Because it was some women in the congregation that couldn't afford it, and these women were coming in and making a disturbance. Huh? Flashing everything that they had, looking down on other women, and it was causing a division. You know, took scriptures out of context so much. Yeah. You know, putting women in hell because they got on pearls. That's not what the case. You know, because they had braids in their hair, they going to hell. You know. There again, we need some understanding. Absolutely. You know. What Paul was after here was keeping the unity in the church. That nobody should come in the church of God causing a distraction and a division. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Just because you got on Stacey Adams don't mean everybody can afford Stacey. Right. And so we shouldn't come in the house of God expecting everybody to have what we have. Huh? To operate and function like we operate and function. Because this is not reality. Amen? But the crux of the matter is we all praise itself in here and praise God. Uh-huh. There you go. Fall under the leadership of God and that we get instructed and taught in righteousness. Huh? Come on here. That we present our body as a living sacrifice. What? Holy and acceptable unto who? Huh? Not talking about people. Because I may never get with your style. About what I get with. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Huh? It kind of kind of bring back some thoughts when we was at a, another church but no church on the spot. Uh-huh. But uh, this bishop would come, came to the church preaching, and he was preaching on makeup, lipstick, uh-huh. jewelry. Yes. But he had had he had had rollers in his hair, rolled his hair up, and had a and had a streak going down his head. Now he was bashing women. But then he was using the same thing that the women was using to get themselves prepared. So absolutely. He was saying one thing out of one side right. of his mouth. And absolutely doing something else. <clears throat> and then he was doing the same thing. All right. So you, you, you know, you hypocrite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to follow what you're preaching, preacher. Yeah. So watch how you dress folks down. How we dress folk up and down. If, if the women go in hell, well, you're going to be right there with them. Be right there with them. Because you, you dying and frying yeah. yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had more curls in his head than you, the women You got did. more curls than the women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. And many of y'all ain't been around church long enough, but I don't the churches where they pretty much moved their purses, you know, away from me because of what I had on. Y'all know me, you know, I, I try to always be respectable, you know. I, I don't, I try not to get in the habit or practice of going to God's house just, you know, any kind of way. When we dress down casual, I always, you know, do a mirror test. You know, I know if I'm going to shout, 
you know, I try to bend over and make sure, you know, uh, I'm not saying that I've, I've met the mark 100%, but 99, I, I sure try. Amen. Yeah. And Farrah done picked up their stuff and moved away from me. Because I I've been called Jezebel. See, y'all ain't experienced church like that. Uh-huh. Foolishness, nonsense. Where is God in that? Where is God in this nonsense that we call in church? Huh? Ain't showing the love of God, nor kindness, nor gentleness. Being meek and humble before God and the people. Where is God in this nonsense? Huh? I'm saying people dress their children down the same way, and then when they get out of their, when they leave home, they take them a change of clothes with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what a lot of people did. They lived life as a double agent. They were one way before the people, then have, you know, their children go in the bathroom and they're changing clothes and, you know, doing that. Like I said, I got a problem. You want to wear your Jordans, you want to wear your jeans, I got a problem with. You know, be you. Uh huh. I, I ain't got a problem with that. I'm not intimidated, you know. Because I done seen all kinds, you know, and that's the beautiful thing, actually, about the body of Christ, you know. Uh, but don't say one thing in front of folk, you know, and then live something else. You know, just keep it real. Amen? God is looking for some realness out of his people. Huh? What good would it do to have a fake church? Have fake folk in the church? Huh? How is that helping people out there that's suffering and dying lost? Huh? How do we minister you being fake? Just be real. Huh? Be the best you. Huh? That you can be because you are the Bible that they're reading. Don't expect them to understand scripts. Don't expect, we expected too much from the world. They're not going to understand. They're not going to see it like you see it. You are the called out ones. You are the chosen elect disciples of Jesus he has put his word and his spirit on the inside of you. And you see for yourself how much of a struggle you got a war against yourself and the spirit of God. It's a constant battle and war. You got to strive and you got to fight the good fight of faith. And if you got to fight, what you think they struggling with? They not going to get it. It's time for the church to just keep it real. Yeah, oh boy, that's a that's a big can right there. Yes, man. <laughs> the one thing about us, now we read a lot of scripture, but how many of us ask God to give us an understanding before we start reading? Absolutely. Because, see, you think you already know what you're reading. Right. You got to remember one thing. Books that you read, 
they are not the original. They're not the original strip. So you need God to open up your understanding about what you're reading before you start reading. That's right. And, and that's what happened with the unit. He was sitting there reading. Huh? He was reading the scriptures. Uh-huh. But they didn't have an understanding. The apostle had to sit with him and explain and expound on the word of God, huh? Unctioned by the Holy Ghost. And what did it do? It um, That's the same way we got to be as disciples, students of the word of God. Students of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> there water is right there. What forbid me to be baptized? Mm -hmm. Because why? Then he got to understand See, you know, it, it, they can't just sit on Facebook and get a Bible study and get understanding. That's why it's important that they come to an actual place, a meeting place, huh? It's more than a building. It's the meeting place of Big G that he designated yes. that we come and gather, yes. that we get taught, yes. that we get preaching, that we get teaching, classes, Seminars. Why? So it can build our knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Amen. All the books you've been given in classes and Sunday school after Sunday school, Bible study after Bible study, Sunday morning preaching, week after week, month after month, yeah, it builds you and it builds your faith. Yes. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it's got to be by a chosen preacher. How shall he preach except he be sent? So anybody can give you this. Let, 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 let me explain it to everybody. Not just anybody can give you this. Uh-huh. Because the anointing is what destroys the yoke. It's got to be anointed teaching and preaching. What God has chose, period. Huh? Amen. So, talked about arriving prepared because... Uh, in the natural courtroom, undoubtedly, you know, some people can afford a lawyer and some can't. Some have to rely on public, you know, defenders and such, you know, to plead their case before the judge. A lot of them hadn't come to the courtroom prepared. They ain't got no witness in order. They ain't got no receipts, you know, and just think that they can just show up, Marsha, you know, and just go before the judge any kind of way, you know, and the evidence is right there. You know, because you are presumed, mostly presumed innocent before declared guilty, but the majority of the time the judge is already declared guilty. You just guilty. Unless you got some evidence that you didn't commit the crime 
was spoke. Mm. Oh, 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 oh. Well, how is it that we're showing up in the kingdom and we ain't got no evidence of Jesus Christ? Huh? We ain't showing the fruit of the Spirit? We're trying to operate in a spiritual kingdom without the Holy Ghost. How does that work? Trying to preach a spiritual gospel and don't have the Holy Ghost. How does that work out? The letter killeth, but it's the spirit that makes it alive. So I tell you, just any Joe Blow can give you that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So you got to be prepared. Preparation in the spiritual, preparation in the natural. We do very little of both. We try to do more preparation in the natural than we do spiritual. Mm-hmm. We work on our bodies. We fluff and tough this flesh. But we spend little time in the face of God, you know, getting some revelation. Getting nuggets from glory. Getting instructions on how we need to walk and how we need to move and how we need to live. Hmm? My God, we spend more time at the restaurant and at the malls and at the movies and in, on the you know vacations and everything else, you know, fluff and flesh. But how much time are you spending with God? Oh my God! So it was something in Sister Coco's, and I'm getting ready to close it. But I wanted to hit this point before we close. She talked about some metaphors being the salt, uh, the salt, the light, and. The salt, I, I was doing a little research, and natural salt, we'll talk about that first. It brings out flavor, right? You know, and uh, we use a lot of salt in our cooking and flavoring. But it also does a lot more. It helps to clean and to promote healing by osmosis. It is also an anti-inflammatory. And in the old years, old ages, that's a lot of what they used to heal wounds. It was salt because they didn't have the medications and the antibiotics and the anti-inflammatories that we so beautifully have by the power of God. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That now you have antibiotics and anti-inflammatories and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or NSAIDs. Uh, we have all those things available. But in the old days they used salt. Mm -hmm. Because it drew the fluid out of the cells. And it promoted drying inside the wound. Uh-huh. They use it on salt pork. Oh, y'all don't know nothing about that. Huh? Well, when they stepped on a nail, Sister Bean, what did Maria tell them to put on there? Some salt meat and a penny. Huh? Because they couldn't afford to go to the doctor and they didn't have the insurance, fancy insurance like we do. So they use that old salt meat. Uh huh. Because it has an anti inflammatory property. 
It also reduces congestion. Uh-huh. You having a lot of drainage? The doctors would tell you to gargle what? Salt water. Because salt will dry up all of that extra drainage. Sinus issues, gargling with salt. Mm-hmm. It also opens up the airways. People with tight airways. Salt. Now we understand that you gotta have a balance, right? We don't go overkill. We ain't trying to use the whole salt bottle now. We gotta use some sense. Uh-huh. But it also kills poison ivy. Anybody ever been in contact with poison ivy? Salt is a killer. Uh-huh. You can put salt on weeds. That's why, you know, folks will sue you. you, you they see you pouring salt on their land because, you know, salt kills weeds. You know, it'll keep stuff from growing back because <laughs> that's how strong salt is. Uh-huh. It takes the water out of the weed in the plant, in the grass. Uh-huh. Good old weed killer. Uh-huh. And it also cleans ovens. Y'all ever use it to clean your, 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 uh, your pots and stuff? Yeah. Salt. It's powerful. The power of salt. Uh-huh. Cures meat. Huh? You can... Salt some meat, you know, they used to have them old smokehouse. And they would cure meat with that salt and brine, hang that meat up, and they would have meat for the women. Uh-huh. Salt, the power of salt. Uh-huh. Now, we're going to get to the spiritual side. The spiritual metaphor of salt. Come on, class. It should be loyalty, durability. You should be durable. Huh? Why we act so flimsy and so touchy? Uh, we can't handle nothing. You should be durable in the kingdom of God. You should be able to withstand pressure. You should be able to withstand some stress without wigging out uh, like the world do. You should be durable, salt. Uh-huh. Usefulness. Because Jesus said that if the son the lost his savior, you are good for nothing. Ouch. That was some strong words from Jesus now. It also talks about value. What is your value in the kingdom? Are you just one that's taking a seat in the pew? Or are you actually bringing something to the kingdom that is useful? Come on, somebody. Your skills, your leadership, your abilities, your gift, your talent. How valuable are you to the kingdom of God? Hmm. What are we bringing? What are we bringing? Because, you know, we think we're just supposed to come and receive, receive, receive. But we don't do nothing else. What about the giving? Huh? How are you helping edify your local ministry? How are you helping build your local ministry? How 
are you helping edify the kingdom? Because your gift and your anointing is not just for you, huh? It's for the kingdom. The kingdom should benefit off of your anointing. The kingdom should benefit off of your gifts and your anointing. Huh? We try to be all selfish and, you know, be in our little box and, you know, we don't want to fellowship and, and we don't want to be around the company of saints and be around others with like precious faith. And how are you going to be saved? How is your gift going to be put on spotlight uh, when you all cornered by yourself? When God sent his apostles, they all had an assignment. They were now clustered in the same place. Paul had an assignment, but it was different than Peter's assignment. Do it mean that Peter's was better than Paul's? No. That's what he designated. Does it mean that Paul, because he wrote the majority of the letters in the New Testament, that his ministry was bigger than John the Revelator? No. Huh? What water God gets the increase. Y'all see that? Ain't nobody's assignment no greater than yours. We all in the kingdom, different parts, different assignments. Different personalities, different anointings. But it all comes together to what? That we build up the brethren till we all do what? Come into the unity of the faith. So get this selfishness out of your cross. It's not about your name. It's not about your brand. It's about big Jesus. <laughs> uh-huh. The Holy Ghost separated Paul and, and uh, Barnabas huh? for the work of the ministry. Mm-hmm. So we need to have a full appreciation for the five-fold ministry. A full appreciation for other ministries. Just because they don't operate in flow like us or you don't mean that they ain't in the body. Amen. Amen. Because it was all placed as gifts to the kingdom. You might can reach some folks that I can't reach. Absolutely. There's going to be a lot of other ministries that can do other things that we're not in a place to do. Huh? But does that make us less of a ministry? No. We have our assignment. Huh? We have to do the best we can do with what God has placed in our hands. We can't let this ministry drop to the ground. Because that's our assignment. Amen. And we can still be supportive of the kingdom. Anybody that's doing kingdom work. Now, there's a lot of them that say they church and they ain't a church. They a club. But as long as they're doing kingdom work, you know, as long as they're under the umbrella of Jesus Christ and him crucified, Paul said, that's all I choose to know. 
all this other stuff, trying to bring politics and everything else into this, ain't got no place in the kingdom. Huh? So I, and also salt purifies. We all know that. Purification. Mm-hmm. So we are supposed to help elevate, y'all. That's what we're here to do. We're here to elevate the culture. We don't mix and mingle in. Oh, oh, oh. Ouch, Jesus. We're doing too much mixing. Too much mingling in. And you think you're so strong, but what will end up happening is they will have a pool on Amen. said now I place you in the world but you're not supposed to be of the world mm -hmm. because all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life mm -hmm. and we gotta run away in the opposite direction of our lust mm-hmm uh, I don't know about y'all, but in them younger days, boy, we was burning hot, wasn't we? Hot like a firecracker with lust. And end up doing this, Lamont. Both with our heads, because we were consumed with being hot. And there's still some old fools that still consume with being hot. Wow. When you should be done calmed down and cooled off by now. Wow. And you know why the pool, when you're mingling, you know why the pool is so great? Uh-huh. The pool is so great because it's a place where you already have been before. Uh-huh. And you're trying to pull them in a place they don't know nothing about. Absolutely. So that's why they pull it stronger on you. They pull it stronger? Because you didn't taste it before. Uh-huh. Well, that's why we got to be careful. <laughs> When you call yourself trying to identify, you know, so that you can witness. No, 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 no. No, you don't ascribe your ways like their ways. You don't ascribe your thinking and your mentality, call yourself trying to influence them because actually they've influenced you. Huh? Taking you back down. <laughs> so you got to be careful. There is a fine line. And a lot of times we treading over that line. Huh? Where God never meant for his people to be. Huh? Because God understands. And the majority of us can't handle it. We don't have the discipline. 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 Discipline our flesh, our desires. How? Oh. 
discipline. Knowing when to pull away and to walk away and to be done with. No, I can't be involved in that because it's not of God. No, I can't hook up with you because I'm trying to go to a city whose builder and whose maker is God. And I got to live right and I got to do that which is right and so God. And I got to live according to the scriptures. No, I can't hook up. If you want to be connected with me, you got to be connected with my God. Amen. And if you ain't connected with my God, then you can lose my number. Amen. Just lose it. Because my dedication means something. My connection and my relationship with God, it means something to me. If it and to you, that's cool, boo. You do you, but I gotta do me. Our connection with God, and I can't afford to let you get me off my connection with God because I need God. So if you can't do business with me and you know what I stand for, find you another business partner. Because I can't hook and crook and do unfair practices because God is watching me. If we can't be friends, be connected, and I can't tell you the truth, then we don't need to be friends. Mm-hmm. Because my life belongs to Big G. Uh-huh. Baby, these worldly relationships, it ain't worth it because your soul is at stake. You hear me? Your soul is at stake. Folks playing around, the earth is getting hotter, and you can attribute it to hell is getting hotter. We had the hottest day on record, July the 4th. Nobody paid attention to it. Why do you think the earth is burning up? Why do you think the earth is getting so hot? What is under the earth? God, what do you think? God is up. Allowing so much destruction in the earth. We're doing a good job of destroying our own And hell has enlarged itself. You think it's hot here, but hell is even hotter. Don't you go. Do everything you can to stay away from there. Don't burn twice. They used to say in old church, hell wasn't made for me. <laughs> and I ain't going. I ain't going. You can play around if you want to, but I ain't going because I know hell real. Just as long as heaven is real, hell is too. Don't burn twice. Don't burn twice.